This podcast is a segment of the book, Godly Grit, scheduled for publication in late spring or early summer 2021. It will be available at Amazon as a Kindle ebook, in paperback, and as an audiobook. To become the person God intends you to be, to fill your part in His kingdom, will take more than tearing down strongholds and overcoming the enemy's schemes. You are not a threat to the enemy if you spend your life focused only on the strongholds, like Lady Macbeth continuously washing her hands. To break free of the cycle of tearing down strongholds and be free to use our voice and live as God intended, we will need a storehouse within His fortress where we can grow and mature. This storehouse is where we find the rest that God can provide and the nourishment needed to grow and heal. Never forget, this life you have been given is a gift. It is not all about you. It is about Him and sharing His love with the world around you. Galatians 6 verses 1 to 5, we read, My beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault, may the one who overflows with the Spirit seek to restore him. Win him over with gentle words, which will open his heart to you and keep you from exalting yourself over him. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the Anointed One as we carry each other's troubles. If you think you are too important to stoop down and help another, you are living in deception. Let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work God has given to them to do with excellence, and their joy will be in doing what's right and being themselves, and not in being affirmed by others. Every believer is ultimately responsible for his or her own conscience. This passage should be our guiding light when we reach out to help others. We should be willing to help, humble in our approach, work with the highest standards of excellence, not seeking others' affirmation as we are comforted by His Spirit. If we move in this direction, we will be fulfilling the law of Christ stated in Matthew 22, verses 36 to 40. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus answered him, Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. This is the greatest and supreme commandment. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Contained within these commandments to love, you will find all the meaning of the Law and the Prophets. If we claim to be followers of Jesus, then this is why we are here on earth today. If we claim we are His disciples, we will be on a path to help those struggling around us. As we read in Galatians 6.1, it is the ones who are overflowing with the Spirit that are in the position to reach out and help others. Those overflowing with the Spirit will be living lives that demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. We should all be living this life of honesty, humility, acceptance, courage, 
compassion, forgiveness, and self-discipline. We should all be on the path of spiritual growth if we expect to use our voice to help others and bring glory to God. The path you are on is not going to be easy. You will need guidance and God-given grit to know how to stand. Life is not a 50-meter sprint. It is a million-mile marathon. You will need rest and nutrition along the way supplied from a previously filled storehouse. During times of upheaval and turmoil, there is great comfort in having an adequately stocked storehouse. When I was 15, I learned the value of an adequately stocked storehouse. During that summer, I worked with my grandfather in the Canadian Arctic, helping a missionary family build a new house and church. A significant part of their home was an attached storehouse. If you lived at Eskimo Point, Northwest Territories in 1968, the supply ship only arrived once a year. A family had to consider their needs for a year and then order their supplies well ahead of time. If you run out of a specific item, you might still be able to find it at the local Hudson Bay Company store at a significantly inflated price. In 1968, a six-pack of Pepsi cost 59 cents unless you lived in Eskimo Point. It was a big thrill for the young men in the community to board the transport ship where you could purchase a Pepsi for $2.50. I made that trip with some of the local young men and shelled out my $2.50, best Pepsi I ever drunk. What does it take to build a storehouse? If you are building yourself a storehouse, you'll want to consider what items you will want to store carefully. Do you have all the necessities? Do you have enough shelves? Are things arranged in an orderly manner? Are your items secure? Do you have enough toilet paper? Do you have enough batteries? You better consider the shelf life of what you are storing. You cannot expect to keep a side of beef in your living room and expect it to last. You will need to hold what is necessary lasting and sustaining. It will also take a lot of effort on your part to gather the essential items and arrange them in your newly built storehouse. In other words, to develop and stock a good storehouse, you will need to take inventory of what will be required and you will need to create sufficient space. You will need to be diligent. You will need to devote adequate time for ongoing reevaluation. It is much the same when it comes to building a spiritual storehouse. It would be best to treat it as a priority. Take inventory, create space in your life with adequate time and energy, and be diligent. If we were able to live without threat or adversity, we would not require a storehouse. The problem is, there will be adversity, and much of it you will not be able to handle without reliance on a fully stocked storehouse. If you expect to remain strong and viable in God's kingdom, your storehouse will need to be stocked with some vital qualities. You will need a shelf for honesty, one for faith, another for surrender, and yet another for an ongoing honest evaluation. You will need room for confession, redemption, restoration, reconciliation, and ongoing sanctification. If you set up your storehouse correctly, you will also have a large space for service and generosity. 
you need to fill your spiritual storehouse with all the components of the armor of God. Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so that you are protected as you confront the slanderer. For you are designed for all things and will rise victorious. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as a protective armor that covers your heart. Stand with your feet alert, and you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies and take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. So pick up and use the armor of God to build and supply your storehouse. So in this evil day, you'll be able to stand and not fall by the wayside. We will take a closer look at the elements of the armor of God in the following chapters. The belt of truth consists of honesty, evaluation, and confession. For the shield of faith, we will take a closer look at the significance of faith in our lives. For the breastplate of righteousness, we will explore surrender, redemption, restoration, and reconciliation. For the helmet of salvation, we will look at what it means to work out your salvation with fear and trembling by exploring the concept of sanctification. For the gospel of peace, we will look at the role of service and generosity. For the element of praying in the Spirit, we will look at what gives these weapons their power. We need to put on the whole armor of God, not just part of it. The following chapters are principles we should all be applying to our lives. These principles are God's blueprint for personal growth. If we live by these principles, we will grow and be people who are in a position to be of assistance to those around us who are struggling. We'll be using our voice to build God's kingdom. You will need to address the elements draining your resilience bucket, but these godly living principles will help fill your resilience bucket. Your godly grit will grow. Who we are is much more important 
than what degree we possess or the architecture of our workplace. Use the next chapters as filters for self-evaluation and tools to strengthen godly grit. We need to be growing if we hope to be the people God desires us to be. We need to have a supply in our resilience bucket if we expect to survive and thrive and be an example to others. Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your storehouse is where you will get stronger. It is those areas in life where God is changing you. So build your storehouse. Put on all the armor of God. If you do this, you will grow and see a change in your life. The fruit of the Spirit will begin to show.